ready, Jonesy? You ready, D Brown? Let's go. <sighs> Can you put your phone on mute? I already did it. Thank you. Look, she prepared. I didn't. Of course, you didn't. Okay. Hello, Club Culture family. If you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you are on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you leave us a rating. This is episode 27. We got a special guest with us. Happy to be here, too. Yes, sir. You want to introduce the guest, Mr. Jonesy? Hey, and we have my fucking platinum recording artist. Ooh. Grammy nominated. Ass Cap Award nominated. Okay. Nobel Peace Prize winner. <laughs> show. Pulitzer Prize winner. Okay. I don't know what else we got. But I we ran, got D Brown. The I ran same. for president in 2022. He, and, and he ran for president in 2022. So give it up for D Brown. Hey. Yeah. Why he got to be a nominee for all that shit? Why he couldn't have won that shit? I don't know. Because if I won it, then it'd be on record. So, but they can't, they can't. It's on record that you're a nominee too. Prove it. Prove it? Yeah. Uh, what year was it that you, you ain't, I don't think you said a year, but yeah. you said president. Though, yeah, 2020. I'm for president. All right. <clears throat> I was right behind Kanye. My president is black. <laughs> Hell, thank you for coming on the, on the pod, D Brown. No, I appreciate y'all. And shout out to Jonesy, bro, for all the, the uh, you know, I'm just going to manifest everything that you just was saying. I'm definitely trying to win some Grammy. Hey, we out here. Anything else? Yeah, Jonesy been pushing for your ass to get on the pod. Nah, nah, so you got pressure boy. on you, man, to get us a good episode. Nah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's gonna be a great episode for sure. Uh, you know, I just I like to do uh real interviews. I like the way y'all got everything set up. It's gonna be a good time for sure. Thank you, thank you. D Brown setting it off for the rappers. So for y'all rappers that's been asking yeah. to come on, if he give us a bad episode, ain't none of y'all it's coming on. None of y'all niggas can come back on. But guess what? I was here <laughs> first though. So y'all so y'all better be rooting for him in the comments. Thanks. For sure, for sure. So since we do have a new rapper, um, our first rapper on the pod, you want to start off with Weird or No? Second rapper. You the first one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out to School of Jones. He write out my music, too. You know what I'm saying? My my rap name is Young Horse Choker. I'm not even going to ask you what that means. Yeah. <laughs> we out here. Big Horse Choker. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get to the game, man. We play this game on the pod, and it's called Weird or No. Hey, you finna be okay. mad as hell. Why? Because I ain't go back and put three three more things. You a dickhead. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave black people charge of shit, bro. You can't, bro. I've been fucking up, bro. These last five days just been like, just all smashed together. Well, I'm going to let you run the game, and I'm just going to look for some more while you're doing it. Yeah, just look for three of them. All but right. anyway, we have this game called Weird or Nah. Mm -hmm. It's when I read you a headline, and you have to say if it's weird or nah. Okay. And you got to give one sentence on... On, on your answer. Just one. I'm the best person that ever played this game because I played it strictly straight to a T. Okay. So you got a lot to live up to. All okay. right. You ready? With it. All right. So five Florida men sentenced to prison for stealing $1.3 million worth of perfume. Weird or not? Nah. nah. It's a hustle and everything. So they did it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did it for a reason. If I got $1.3 million in perfume, even on, on the street, you know what I'm saying? Even if you did half a cost with that. Most of the time they give you the report, they're gonna give you a number that's not even really factual to selling on the street. Right. But even if you cut that in half, like that's a lot of money. So yeah. it no and it's tax free. Yeah. How you let him have this long ass sentence? But it was a run on. Nah. He supposed to stop your ass after you okay. give a real sentence. That was a run on that was that wasn't a run on? That was a whole paragraph, G. My life is a run on, so All right, All right. Let's, <laughs> that's that's cool. 
Michael Bay is facing charges for killing a pigeon in Italy. Director denies allegations. Weird or not? That's weird. Why? He killed a bird. <laughs> he killed a bird. Okay. That that was too many sentences. We we just had that first one. He, he, he killed, killed a bird. bird. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. He killed a bird. Uh, Turkey has $500,000 bounty for... How the fuck do you say this dude's name? Inez Cantor Freedom. Inez Freedom, the basketball player from the Thunder? Yeah. Is he still on the Thunder? I okay, think, yeah. I don't, no, I don't think he's in the NBA anymore. Yeah, he the, the hooping dude. He from Turkey or something. Yeah, Turkey. Okay, so Turkey has a $500,000 bounty for out for Inez Cantor's Freedom capture. Weird or not? Nah. Why? Because I don't know some niggas that need that bread. They get them back over there. Okay. Okay. Judge Judge orders a potential YSL trial juror to write a thirty-page essay after leaving the country during the trial. Weird or not? Nah, that's weird, bro. Why? Cause we're not in school no more. But she broke the law. Yeah, we break the law every day. So instead of going to jail, he sends her to write a paper. So you get pulled up with some wheels. They tell you they want you to do a thirty-page paper on uh, dare. Like, I'm writing it oh, fuck. easily. Thirty page. Gee, think about it, bro. Thirty pages. You go get like ten to fifteen sources to cite. You only gotta write like two sentences off of each source or two pages off of each source. I'm tripping. Man, fuck all that. <laughs> fuck all that. Uh, Kev. Why y'all going crazy like that? Hey, chill out. We over here working. <laughs> Kevin Gates opens up about enjoying women urinating in his mouth. Weird or nah? You know what? What's weirder is that she said, nah, I want you to pee in my mouth and then kiss you. Put it in your mouth. That was extra weird. I mean, what the fuck we just say? Hello. Yeah. You, you yeah, didn't I seen see that? Clip. I seen the clip the other day. She asked him, she said, what, what do you think about women uh, urinating in your mouth? He said he loved it. She like, what if I want you to urinate in my mouth? Then I want to like tongue kiss you and leave it in your mouth. Now, that's that's extra weird. Oh, that whole it's, it's everything weird, but that's extra weird though. We have to stop interviewing Kevin Gates. <laughs> no, we have gotta, to. No, as a as a as a as a content creator, you got to interview niggas like Kevin Gates because we cannot. Those clips is gonna get you viral. Kevin Gates on the pod. No, Man, come on. No, 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 no. I would no. not have you here when we interview that nigga. No, <laughs> that'll be wild. He a wild boy. Yes, he did. So, to break away from the game, Kevin Gates said, "No, the woman asked him, are you and the women urinating on you?'" And he said, "Yeah, I'm with all of that." A woman urinated in the cup when we was in the car and passed it to me, and I drink it. And I'm like, why? Like, gee, there's a small, very small, melting your mouth, not in your hand size that understands the urination fetish that people may have. Like, I, I get it, bro. But when you take a cup of someone's urine and drink it, that's different. That's different. <laughs> so he said he did that and did the headline as shorty as him doing it with a girl. Yes. I ain't had no pussy that good yet to make you want to do no shit like that. I ain't going to hold you up. 
Like uh, eat, like even if that you, gotta be a different different tier of pussy. What if what if she escorted and it just gets on you? <laughs> That's different. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So but it's no, like it's like, basically pee. Like if you want to get peed on, cool, bro. I'ma think you weird, but cool. But when you drink it, no, bro. That's different. <laughs> that is totally different. Man, you gonna discriminate against a man's beverage? Yes. <laughs> when it's when it's human urine, yes. You could drink whatever liquor you want, water pop, freebase. You drink I don't liquor, care. bro. That shit's disgusting too. It's not it urine. It doesn't taste like piss. They say urine is sterile. Yeah. No. They use baby piss for shit. Alcohol, sometimes. alcohol is way more sterile than than urine. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they <laughs> it told is. me. Uh, my son was a baby. They said you uh use like a pissy pamper to put on his tongue and it helped with like uh you know how babies have like the milk stains and stuff on their tongue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Heard that shit? No, you ain't no kids. Yet. No, I haven't. What's a milk stain? Like it's like a white residue left on their uh, tongue from drinking drink milk. milk all the time. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You don't. You know how you brush your tongue for a reason. Babies right. need their tongue yeah, brushed too. Stank. Sometimes that shit no be too stuck breath? on the tongue. No, but why you putting pee in his mouth? Shit, he said the doctor said it's a good thing to do it to try this, to get it out. That's why I don't want to have kids in the hospital. The, the <laughs> doctor's gonna tell you any fucking thing, bro. Oh, Did you do it? I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to it because <laughs> it's disgusting, right? It disgusting. Exactly. exactly. Shout out to Kevin bro. Gates, though. <laughs> Playing with P is disgusting, bro. What's the next headline? <laughs> uh, French Montana calls Fifty Cent biggest genius in the industry. Weird or not? Nah? I ain't weird. Why? Cause shit, more people need to give people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tory Lane's father says they have forgiven Meg the Stallion, but will not back down from the machine. Weird or nah? <laughs> nah. Okay, but before you answer this, <laughs> I want you to keep in mind that Mr. Uh, I forgot Tory Lane's real last name. Daystar. But it's, who, Daystar? Peterson. His first, Daystar last Peterson. 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 Yeah. That Mr. Peterson is a man of God. Okay. <laughs> And he's the only man in history to have a side part in a bald head. So he's <laughs> clearly devoted. So before you answer this, I just want to I just want you to understand what you walking into now. Now, nah, I'm I'm on point, but what I will say is that uh you asked me why it's not weird. Right. Because bro, people when you ain't got nothing else to win, people just reaching for anything, you know what I'm saying? I was with, I was with Tory for a little minute, I ain't gonna lie. I thought they had everybody fooled. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, I I was trying to when he dropped that album. I know this is off the game, but when he dropped that album. I just knew that nigga was innocent. I'm just like, ain't no way you made music this good. He sell, he sounded so heartfelt. I said, <laughs> then I heard, that, bro. I said, I said bro, he ain't no way. He, he loved this bitch, bro. I said he loved this bitch, bro. The album was so crazy. I said, bro, he put his heart. He didn't shoot that girl. Then I heard the phone call. I said, this nigga did that. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I've been arguing with bitches for the last six, seven months. Women, why are we calling them bitches? Women. Nah, it's, it's women that was advocating for me, but it was some bitches that was like, uh-uh, he shot her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Two totally different things. But yeah, I was arguing with him for a little minute, but man, free Tory, though. <laughs> <laughs> How you say all that shit? Say real. T, when okay. is the trial? Do you know? Here, the, the, I mean, the, the sentencing, yeah. They said they pushed that shit to, like, February. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what is he doing in the meantime? Like, just chilling? Yeah. He's probably writing songs about how he didn't do that shit. Still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Pigeon caught smuggling narcotics into Canada prison using a little backpack. Weird or not? 
Nah, that ain't weird. Why? Because <laughs> smugglers make the world go round. We need people like that, even the birds. Shout out to the birds. Shout out to the birds. Okay. You got one more, don't you? It it segues, so whatever you brought up. No, that was it. I only put two. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, uh, the last one. It's uh, Joe Budden says it's no coincidence why Gucci Mane artist gets in trouble, weird or not. Nah. Why? Because I feel like Gucci got a a great, great effort talent, but he also keep himself in a box. So I feel like he attracted to shit that remind him of himself. So. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, that was that was weird or not. So we that appreciate was, you playing with us. No problem. It was a cool little game. Yeah, man. You sound like better than me. with the name Weird and All. I thought it was going to be some super weird nah, shit. Nah, we got some super weird shit, but oh that's another God. episode. We got to start off smooth with you. Okay. Okay. Well, so, what's, well, so that segue you said, well, uh, what's to it? All right. So, like, how do you... How do you feel about where hip hop is going as far as the street rap go? Bro, uh, as far as hip hop, bro, I definitely feel like we live in a, a time where everybody won't. And, I, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of it, too, because I be wanting to listen to music that I know is organic. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, it's kind of like it's tricky. Like, you know what I'm saying? It relate you you relate to it more, but at the same time, it's risky because niggas really putting their freedom online to create content for entertainment for yeah. the consumers. You know what I'm saying? So it's fucked up that you know what I'm saying. It's a lot of shit going on uh, with people going to jail from you know what I'm saying, creating entertainment. But also, you got you got to know where to draw the line though. Do you feel like the labels hold res- responsibility to it because they're the ones signing off on the music at the end of the day? Not even only signing off on the music, they they are encouraging like a certain type of. A image, a certain type of, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They even trying to take people and make it like what it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they they trying to make people be a gangster rappers. They shit that ain't even people. Like, say say for instance, a nigga like Six Nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know everybody going back and forth with the Six Nine Gunner, like the difference or whatever. But just like y'all see what this boy doing. Y'all know he ain't like that. But y'all pretty much uh, y'all pretty much. Encouraging him to, you know, uh, put on put on a, a front, you know, yeah. uh, which and consequently like led to like his life being in danger for real. Like niggas on your ass for real. Like it was it's all fun when money is being made, but yeah. like now nah, this serious shit. Hey, people don't really take that like serious. That nigga really got kidnapped. Nah, like <laughs> that's that's some gang shit. Nah, it, 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 it be real. It be real shit going on. Like it, it seemed like funny when you watching it on the internet and shit. Like because he's man, such a novelty type act. Yeah. Like you don't take him serious yeah. at all. But it's like he was really in the middle of some real shit. That shit funny as hell. Shit, there's only so far you can take before you really in that shit. Facts, you this can't, man you can't was going around. off on old block, pulling up in niggas in neighborhoods. Like something was gonna happen. And I feel like shit like that should have been checked. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you if you uh you are label or you anybody got money investing to to him, like you shouldn't be cool with him antagonizing like real street shit. You know what I'm saying? Because in the, the day, if you got money invested, like you could lose your investment. Niggas yeah. are smokers ass for real. It's got to be a lot of money invested. Like, 6 9 probably got a huge... Whoever, whoever putting that bread in got a huge bag. That's to keep him protected that uh, long. It's a, it's a lot of money in the music industry, period. Like, even to the point where you think about how artists was moving around. Like, just think about some of your best rappers, your favorite rappers from back in the day. The hit records and stuff that was made and how much money was generated then opposed to now. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people that you probably never even heard of, never will hear of. You know what I'm saying? But they checking the bag off music right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a lot of money, period, just floating around in the music industry. 
Do you feel like gangster rap paved the way or what? The gangster or drill rap, whatever you want to call it, a rap now. Like, do you feel like that old gangster rap was kind of like the foundation? Because I do. See, for me, it's, it's different. It just depends on, like, who you listen to because I think when it comes to drill rap, the difference to, to me is a lot of that shit then there'd be, some niggas be capping, but these niggas be rapping about shit that be going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? I be knowing right. what be going on, and then even in different areas, like, I'm the type of nigga, I'll study, like, what, what be going on. Like, I be trying to, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, okay, pull shy seat them down in Memphis, you know what I'm saying? I be the nigga at, at the crib. I fuck around me on YouTube and really getting to see who they got beef with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Find mm-hmm. out rappers you probably never know about, but these are the niggas who... They going back and forth with you know, and what then that music be hard. Yeah, they some of the music be hard, some of them be trash, but it be like this shit be organic. They be talking about real shit, niggas be talking about shit that be really be going on. So, uh, as far as back in the day, gangster rap, I don't know how I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really digging into it, so I don't really know how authentic it was. Some shit, of course, you know, you know what I'm saying? You could just tell by how everything was going on. Uh, but like now it's, it's different Cause back then Like the real gangsters They weren't really Trying to be rappers Like now gangsters Are trying to be rappers yeah. Right Back then the, the rappers Was trying to be the gangsters you Like know they had to make Easy E rap And he was the only Real gangster in NWA Yeah so yeah So yeah Think think about it like that You know what I'm saying Or even the New York Times With like the Supreme team And you know Or even uh, As big as BMF You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So before you had A Jeezy or Rick Ross Rapping about BMF Or a Blue Da Vinci Or all, all these other artists Like you know what I'm saying uh, the 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 Fabulous top of the put on through BMF exactly. So like the title point, he wasn't like came out like as a street nigga. He was a rapper, but he was around the street niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what uh, <clears throat> so like BMF, they have a whole TV show about shit that did happen, but you know they dramatize it. Mm-hmm. How can you like say like oh? <clears throat> the people that's rapping and they really live the life and they saying it in their music, how can they like, uh, how can you give them like some, oh man, they shouldn't get locked up for it. But then you got BMF, uh, buddy, uh, Big Meech in jail right now for the shit that he gave. Like, yeah, you can use my likeness and make a whole TV show out of it. Like, how do you even like come into the community and like, you know what, you probably shouldn't say this shit in your rap, but then you have people being basically rewarded for doing this shit in real life. They get a whole TV show about it. Uh, it's tricky because it's like, like you say, even with the with the music, like you don't want people to pretty much telling yourself. But I feel like they they kind of uh, it's a gray area between music and and, and movies when it comes to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Even even in the aspect of as a as an artist, like we create music videos, like you know, what I'm saying I don't really be putting up guns and stuff in my videos and stuff. In my I used to do that when I was younger, yeah, and money and stuff like that. But also at the same time, they will flag your shit, take it down. But at the same time. It's people on YouTube every day that get paid just to go out and test out guns and do X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I don't know if like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no pun intended, but it's like a culture thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like because it's us, like, oh, like, nah, I flagged that. Yeah. Nah, you can't be brandishing these type of weapons, bro. But, you know what I'm saying? Other people could do it. You know what I'm saying? And it they could run ads on it and everything. As well as like, Bro, this is entertainment, just like a movie, a, a, a trailer for a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dinner Thieves or any movie was an action movie. Like some some rap videos be be a lot of action, you know. Plus with film, we also we're going into it knowing that it's fake. Like rappers are putting on the facade that it's real. Like the stuff they putting in their music is real. And even though some of it is, some of it is some real bullshit. And you promoting some real bullshit. Yeah, but at the same time too, it's like 
nobody really knows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody could tell you it's real. A nigga could tell you, oh, man, this everything I'm saying right now, I'm living this shit, this shit real. And it could be a nigga like... This nigga not living this shit. All this shit. <laughs> Niggas are literally post up hella guns in their videos and then go clock in the subway. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's just how it is. So it's like it's real based on what a nigga tell you. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be me when I rap. <laughs> I thought you was already rapping. Yeah, I mean when yeah. I rap again. Oh, when you rap again, all right, cool. When I rap under my new moniker. <laughs> Young horse choker. <laughs> What's your new moniker? What's Young my- horse choker. Oh, so it was the one before then. I don't remember. Wow. That quick. Okay. What's uh this whole the the Gucci man shit? What did you actually want to speak on with that? You talking to me? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. You put you put it in the notes. I'm like, this yeah, we, got you know, talk about gangster drill drill rap and how gangster rap. Shout out to Gucci though. Than, you know. Shout out to Gucci. I, I definitely feel like he uh he a great ear, bro. He got a great ear for talent as well as uh, I always respect the fact of anybody that. Uh, you know, give young black people a chance to change their life, and you know it's up to you what you're gonna do with the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like even with everything that's going on in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I look at a nigga like little baby. You know what I'm saying? He 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 understood the assignment. Like mm-hmm. you get get in here, make some money, bro. Change your life. You know what I'm saying? Change your life. Change people's lives around you, and not just get niggas money. Like yo, create opportunities. Like yo. We finna start businesses, like you know what I'm saying. Like, what you what you like to do? Like, how can we how can we make this work? Like, we ain't just out here trying to like run a niggas gonna talk about it in the song is entertainment. But if you know yeah. a nigga like Lil Baby, like man, niggas not like even even in the aspect of like that, bro. These niggas don't be really be living like how they be rapping. They don't, mm-hmm. they ain't living like that no more. But it's entertaining though, and you respect the fact that I don't expect Lil Baby to be right around here still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, selling hella pounds and all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? What make that shit entertaining? Like, if you had to be devil's advocate. Cause I heard Future ass say he don't even do lean and shit no more, but he still talk about it in the song. What makes that actually entertaining? It, it's not entertaining. It's like people like to me personally. I like to listen to music I can identify with, and you know what I'm saying. If if you can relate to it, like it just hit a little bit different. Like you know what I'm saying. You know how you listen to a song from back in the day, and no matter what's going on in your life, whenever you hear that one song, you remember exactly what you was doing in your life like mm-hmm. at that time. So people can relate to certain shit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, even with that future thing, I think sometimes people just say shit for the internet. He said, you know, people just say shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sometimes you got people around you telling you like, hey man. Just go say this and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, well, hey, say you don't do this no more, it's bad for the brand or whatever case may be. And they just like, all right, bet I'm gonna say it. And then still pull up to the interview with a cup in my hand, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, but it, it don't really be in the time. I think people just identify with it like music is subjective it's like if you can relate to some shit like like even when it, in, the, in the aspect of love songs like people who are like love love junkies like women who love love niggas who love love it's like a lot of love music you know mm-hmm. uh because it's in their heart like I feel, that is crazy because i feel like uh, r&b used to be like a, a real number one genre like in the 80s and then you get to now and it's r&b's dead like that's the shit that niggas say when it's it's, it's there it's just not popularize and put in front of us like rap is so i like a lot of people can identify right with love but not many people can identify with what goes behind actually doing drills so how can you how can that even be number one and people you say resonate with it they identify with it when a lot of the world actually don't identify with knowing what it is to pull up on a nigga because it's american culture that like violence (laughs) yeah that's that's basically what it is it's just like we like violence Uh bro It's like even with movies and shit. So you think about the movies and shit that come out. Like, people like to go see, like, action movies. Yeah. It be shit going on. Like, it's just entertaining. Like, yeah. like you say, people like violent shit. Like, that's just what it is. You can go ask any politician their favorite movie. They're going to say Goodfellas, Scarface, 
uh, Godfather. Like, niggas be getting blew down in that shit. Yeah. It's just called the mob, so it sounds, like, classier and better. Yeah. They all thugs and gangs, too. Yeah, I was uh, had that. I think that with it kind of being, like, yeah, some of it's fake, but then, like, if that idea of it might be authentic makes people draw to it, too. Because you think when Drill was popping in Chicago, like, motherfuckers was really getting killed yeah. a lot, so... Yeah, back and forth, like, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing, too. Like, it really be, like, a back and forth thing. Like, it don't just be one side. So, it's like, it's always another side to the story. It's always three sides, so. Mm-hmm. Did you see Gucci Mane uh, send $20,000 to the funeral? To yeah, Big Scar funeral? Yeah, that was that, was that whole. That shit, How you- <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny because the funniest part about whole, that whole situation was uh, Big Scar sister said, get it back in blood. <laughs> <laughs> She told Gucci you gotta get it back in blood if you want to use change. But uh <laughs> mind you, this is Gucci man we talk about, you know what I'm saying? Right. But out of everything, I, I do appreciate the fact that Gucci did really you know what I'm saying, he didn't really get he could cause you know Gucci go left real quick, you know what I'm saying? Right. He went left on uh Big Thirty, you know what I'm saying, real quick, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I think uh, that whole situation was crazy. I definitely feel like people get everybody got a voice now with the internet, so people get on the internet and say anything. And if you get enough people to watch it, stream it, comment on it, it could become a thing. But I feel like it shouldn't have been a thing. Like you know, what I'm saying you ain't really supposed to open your mouth if you don't really know everything that's going on. But every conversation ain't for everybody. Everybody ain't entitled to every conversation. Know what's going on. Like that's that's top dog shit. That's top of the line shit. So you know, do you feel like he was entitled to pay for that? I feel like he was entitled. Or not entitled, ob- obligated. obligated. I used the wrong word. Uh, nah, I really don't, because I feel like at the end of the day, everybody try their own money. Like, he created an opportunity for, you know what I'm saying, uh, what Scott was doing with his money, uh, uh, his people, whatever case may be. Everybody's saying, like, you get money. Like I said, this is another thing, too. Like, niggas be talking about this money shit, but then when when niggas die, that's what you all, always see. When niggas die, when niggas go to jail, you see where the money at, for real. Right. Yeah, all the money niggas talking about they got in the XYZ, like, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that he didn't have no money, but it's just like for them to make a big deal about, you know what I'm saying? I'm the type of person where I'm not I'm not expecting nobody to do nothing for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get it on my own, you know what I'm saying? If I ain't got it, first of all, everybody, if you watching this shit, make sure you got some life insurance. You in the streets, Thanks. make sure you have some life insurance. You doing drugs, make sure you got some life insurance. You know what that's saying? the least you can Turn buy, on, bro. It's life insurance. If, if, if you know there's people out there that's going to shoot at you for whatever you're going, whatever you're Do doing, your family a fucking favor, bro. Spend that thirty-seven dollars and get you a little policy, yeah, bro. Get, get, get you a right. get you a big enough policy to at least put you in the ground. Facts. Right, get a policy big enough to get your people right. You know what I'm saying? You out here living crazy. You taking chances. Whatever you doing. You know what I'm saying? Shit, that's 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 small money. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have a g- decent policy. Don't tell everybody because motherfuckers will do that. To <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's wicked out here. You know what I'm saying? It's wicked for sure. But but for real though, but black people though, especially like younger people, we got to start having life insurance. Like for real, for real. I feel like they could have flipped that. Like if you already getting ten grand up front for the funeral, like why don't you still get donations and sell fish plates? And then just spend that bag. People, people gonna do what they want to do with the money, regardless. So, and then with, with that, like I say, I see his dad came out and said, "Oh, we did receive some money." Boom, boom. Like sometimes you don't even know, motherfucker probably wasn't trying to flip the shit type shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody be trying to just do some underhanded shit nowadays. Not saying that they was, but you gotta be careful. But also, two people gotta stop getting on the internet with shit. Everything is supposed to make the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. It would never been a thing if it didn't make the internet. But now y'all look crazy. Yeah, buddy before, before we move past this life insurance things, I think that's very important that you brought that up. Because <clears throat> if you wasn't, I was going to do it already in my head. Uh, so give uh, for anybody Bro, that actually fucking over there? 
They trying. That's Leave them crazy. alone, bro. That's <laughs> crazy. They are in heat, bro. Shout out to the bunnies. Shout out to the bunnies. Uh, who? Um, what would you suggest to somebody if they was listening to you and wanted to know more about life insurance? And they wanted to say, like, I don't know who to trust to take care of my proceedings if I do get, if I pass away. Because you got to put beneficiaries there. You can't do it without one. So what would you say to get around that? Messy shit over life insurance. Yeah. So you got to think about it like this. Whenever somebody died, I always become the messiest situation ever, whether it be people fighting over left belongings or, or anything like that, money or whatever, vehicles. Jury, all that shit. It's always a, it's always a big thing. But my advice to anybody that's like inquiring or they want to know that they shit is and well taken care of, like everything is straight. Talk to a lawyer. Uh, get your life insurance, of course. But also too, like wills and trusts. Like everybody got to start getting that shit together. Like you can literally go to like legalzoom.com or uh, so many different legal websites where you know what I'm saying. You could really. Set up your estate, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, if you got some shit going on, whether it's just a crib or some cars, jewelry, money, you know what I'm saying? Set your shit up. Because most of the time, when you die, you ain't expecting to die. So it's like, whoever you ain't expecting to hire your shit, probably going to hire your shit. So uh, hire your shit set up. Just just do a little bit better being organized or whatever. If you don't know nobody that uh, do insurance or got the right insurance agency, definitely just tap in with people you know. But everything is, is at, the, at your fingertips on the internet. So Facts. you get right. <coughs> now we didn't spoke about everybody else's music. Let's talk about your music. Okay. Choo choo. You got a project coming out with your homie. A yeah. joint project, right? Shout What's out it to called? My boy Den Dallas for the real only. We're doing this for all the real ones. You know what I'm saying? No matter what facet you in, as long as you real with everything you do, we're doing it for you. You know what I'm saying? So for the real only dropping real, real soon. We were supposed to drop January 13th. Uh, we had a couple issues with some clearances or whatever. I know everybody been wondering, people been hitting me. It kind of dropped, but it didn't drop. I, I was just going to say, because yeah, I was I listening it to it down. this weekend. I'm like, yeah, bro. People been hitting me all week. That's why I, I, I really ain't been on the internet, bro. I've been, I've been low, but, uh, we just been getting some shit together, bro. Uh, making sure everybody got, you know what I'm saying, they they credits on the uh, project, uh, all the producers, all the artists, you know what I'm saying, shout out to AK from The Way. Hey. Uh, he on a project. Uh, Jonesy producing on there. Roque producing on there. Um, who else we got on the project? I have no idea. <laughs> you do know, bro. Uh, I really don't. Man, we got, uh, shout out to Chicken P from Milwaukee. Uh, chicken P's on there. Yeah, Chicken P. If y'all know uh, who Chicken P is, Little Chicken, bro, Milwaukee finest, bro, make sure y'all tap in, bro. Uh, bro, official. Uh, Milwaukee got, up next. Yeah, Milwaukee up next. Jonesy be doing all like dances. Bad bitch, fun, something, something, because a bitch wetter. <laughs> wah, yeah. wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah. Uh, young Dink on the. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, That's bro? that shit. Nah, that's what my boy. Wah, 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 wah. Nah. Is that buddy off TikTok? Wah, that, wah, yeah, yeah. Wah, that's yeah. why you keep posting that video. Yeah, wah, no, wah, when we was in the uh, wah, studio. Uh, uh, we was in the studio We did some We did the song with Chicken It's a nigga named From Milwaukee Named Certified Trapper He he was just a cool nigga In the studio Producer They was playing some beats And shit or whatever But he going up right now He the uh, goat bro That's buddy with the The, the swat of money And he be doing that dance With everybody right I mean that's a lot of That's it's pretty lot of, much that's The Milwaukee starter kick Okay Cause I thought he was from Indiana I thought he was from Indianapolis Who Which one What do you look like Light skin with the grill That's probably day Yeah I'm pretty sure That's probably day Right? Who? You got locks, right? Oh, no, no. Nah, I'm going to find them while y'all talking. That's, yeah, that's probably certified chopper. Light skin with the locks. Is that the same dude that uh, dropped out? He got his eagle on. Yes. That's Jonesy's favorite that's artist. Steve. That's yeah. my nigga, bro. <laughs> that's Jonesy's favorite artist. Hey, we got to lock in, Steve. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. hey, Red, put that together, yeah, man. Jonesy want to work with Steve, My cousin know him, too. We was talking about him on Thanksgiving. Man, put that together, bro. So yeah, dreams put this come together, true. bro. I fuck with my nigga Stone and Steve. But we fuck, we fuck with Milwaukee, though, so we definitely tapped in out there. We fuck with Chicken P. Uh, this dude. 
Who is that? I don't got my glasses. Nah, that's no, that's Stone and Steve. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. No, that's his favorite. Right. So we ain't with our hands. I forgot yeah. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't coming like that. Bro. I'm, I'm putting on the chicken pee, though. It's he from Milwaukee, too? Huh, chicken pee? No, buddy, that. Yeah, he from yeah, Milwaukee. Oh, from my gosh. Okay. That's the only favorite artist. I fuck with Milwaukee, bro. That's hilarious. Stone and Steve. Get my man. Get my man. Exactly. We out here. Let him produce some shit for you, bro. Yeah, get over Jonesy. I need that collab. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah we, need we fuck with Milwaukee though. Have you though? Uh, yeah, we we got a bunch of dope. Uh, shout out to Killer Cam. Uh, that's Dollar's little brother. He on the Cam album. Cam is on the album. Yeah, that's Cam right. on the album. He on there twice, I think. Uh, shout out to my boy High Tech. He produced the joint I got with Mo Three. Uh, he on the album. Uh, he produced on there. Man, it's so much, bro. Please. What's the What's the project called? Uh, for the real only. For the real so for the real only, yeah. Uh, 13, 14 tracks. Uh. We got a nice uh, mix of, you know what I'm saying, we did something for the ladies. Uh, we did a lot of shit for the streets. We did a lot of shit for the hip-hop heads. Like, we really rapping on that. Like, we really talking. But we leave them and play you some shit. So, for sure. So, you kind of get a little bit more familiar. Yeah, I'm going to play a little something at the end of the video. Whatever okay, song bet. you want to highlight, I got you. Bet. Uh, shit. Why did you name it that? Uh, actually, the uh, album came about. It was a song, which is actually the intro. I had did. I had COVID. My boy Dollars both had COVID. We both was put up. You know what I'm saying? We just working on music. I got studio at the crib. He had the crib. I don't know if he had a studio yet, but he was writing and we came off of COVID. We both just was going, you know, smoking and just catching up and going over records. So we just started hopping on it. He like, man, let me get on that. I'm like, let me get on that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, but the, 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 the one of the first ones was called for the real only. It was some shit I did at the crib. Uh, I really just, I do, I do no hooking nothing to it. I just, mm -hmm. Rapped on that bitch and then he came on that motherfucker and just added his touch and then I don't know, it just set the tone and just it just sounded right for the real only. See how important it is to keep the same producers with you? Now, the majority of the way. Yeah, now we fuck with a lot of the same producers. Like uh I was just looking at my my discography and I'm like, damn, I, I've been fucking with you for a minute. I've been fucking with high tech for a minute. I just started fucking with Cam Dollars little brother. But uh and then you know, we've been building with Roque as well. You know what I'm saying? Dollars already got a lot of shit with Roque. Me and Roque, we've been dealing with each other for a couple of years, but not as far as the producing side, but he's been mixing a lot of my shit. So Speaking of producers, you gonna get me together, man. I need some producers. I need R and B producers. You know in the, in the region. This nigga be capping. We can't <laughs> give me my hottest R and B shit come from him. I got Bro, some. Bro, I be trying to get stuff oh, from him. He all, always act like he ain't really got it. He don't really know what you he know, doing. Really, you know. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. When it comes to the R and B joints, though, he uh, definitely like my go to. I got I got some real real solid R and B records that's gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? I really was like on some money bag yo type shit. Okay, you, you know gotta show me that. Yeah, I'm yeah I got some. Girl. I got some shit like that. She gotta hit that. What's meant to be. Uh, the drum with the Usher sample it ain't super R&B, but you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. That, that. Can we just drop that? I don't care about clearing it. I'm trying <laughs> down there trying to drop next one, drop that next one. Yeah, I really game. don't care about clearing it. Yeah, so, so put me on the game. Y'all got to clear an Usher uh, sample. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't, don't have a big label machine to just go do it for y'all. So mm -hmm. how, how do you go about doing it as an indie artist? You can go through DMG. Uh, who runs that? Who runs that? The vice president of Epic, I think, mm -hmm. runs that. I don't know, but normally it's like $300 to start the process. Like, that's just to start it. That's just for them to go out and, like, see if they can clear it. Like, I, I'm just stuck. I ain't gonna lie. I'm just going to put it out. We we go that route, or I'm going to just put it out. And then if it pick up enough traction to be an issue, then, I mean, we did what we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. As long as we at least get to the, the streaming platforms. But, you know what I'm saying, we can figure it out on the back end. So I ain't tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. money, money going to come regardless. It's just really just getting the shit in front of the audience, you know? Yeah. Plus, going to court with Usher isn't. Doesn't really sound like an L. Sound like a good man, thing. That's so good. Man. Put, me, put me in the tabloids. Fuck. So, what's your favorite song on the off the project? 
my favorite song by far, I know Dallas probably gonna laugh, is uh probably the outro outro. Cause uh that was probably like the last song we did, second to last song we did. Uh but shit, I had wrote a verse in a minute, you know what I'm saying, just dealing with life or whatever. The project been done. We did the project in like two weeks. Then later on we just started adding songs to it, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the outro, uh it was definitely more heartfelt. It was, it was a lot of real shit going on. So, you know, just kinda having a space to vent, you know what I'm saying, about uh shit that was going on. So uh the outro probably definitely my favorite. Uh Dollars he ain't here right now, but he like a uh, his favorite is probably the one with chicken pee. Okay. Yeah. Either chicken uh, pee or the one with K. That, exactly. that joint with K is crazy, too. So did and they Jones give their real Milwaukee flair to it when they got on it? Oh, uh, chicken pee, yeah. Jonesy produced that. And it's like a, it's, it's, it's got a nice little Milwaukee bounce to it. But okay. we went on no dance and shit, though. Hey man, we could have got Star and Steve on that. So, like, no. did y'all already have in mind that y'all wanted to get somebody from Milwaukee to do it? Or it just came organically like that? You know what? It just came organically. Uh, and actually, we picked the beat and everything in the studio. We recorded the shit on the spot. We was in Milwaukee, and uh, I forgot. I think the chicken had just got out of jail. Motherfucker tapped in like, "Hey, bro, uh, bro, we put bro to some of y'all shit." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all trying to work, boom, boom. So we went out there and shit. We locked in the studio. We created everything from scratch, like in the studio, or whatever. I just was going through beats on my phone and, and shit. And that beat was made from scratch. Yeah, I was all right. Shout out, shout out, Jones the producer. That beat breakdown come coming soon too. Okay, yeah, break it down for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh shit. Um, why do you feel the need to have to put out a project? Like not not a project, but like a, would you call this an album? Yeah, I mean, I call it an album project. Same thing to me. Uh, I just feel like I like to hear music in like a, a full body of work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely in the, in the, in the like a. Everybody kind of like on to the next, on to the next. So it's like, you know, you could literally just put out singles. You, you literally could put out a single like at once a month if you wanted to, you know, yeah. because people move on from stuff so fast. But we create so much music where it's just like, why not? Plus, when you captivate a project, like you literally like it's like putting a puzzle together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You want to hit every vibe. You like you want to synchronize the song, make sure that everything flow right. Like you, yeah. you're taking people through different vibes. But at the same time, it's a good transition. It's yeah. just like being at the club. It's a good DJ. Or being wherever you at, it's a good DJ. The way he just put the songs together, it's like you don't know what's what's finna come next mm-hmm. or what should come next mm-hmm. based off how the vibe going. So it's like putting a puzzle together. So I like I like challenges. What's your uh what's your process to like start a project? Like let's say you in project mode. What's your your first step before uh, before you get to the end result? All right, I'm ready to drop it to everybody. When you when you like actually getting ready to write, pick beats. What's your process? It never really be like a, uh, I never really, I just record, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I record the music, whatever vibe I'm in at the moment. And then, like I said, we just record so much was like, we go through later on and kind of like put the vibes together. We kind of, okay. you know, create folders. Yeah. And, okay, cool. This, 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 this kind of fit this vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a, I got a, a project down there with all sample songs on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jonesy produced like a lot of, I like old school samples. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a Detroit thing too. We got a lot, a lot of, of music. Man, a lot of music. And it's, it's time for everything to start coming out. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what we get in position for this year is really, really start putting out the content, you know what I'm saying, and really pushing it how we supposed to. I got one more question before I hand it off to Jonesy. Okay. When you do you do you see the uh the importance of music videos in today's time? Like do you think music videos are important to still keep doing? That's a now? great question because I really love doing music videos, but I, I do I know people that always ask me like, Yeah, why y'all be shooting a music video? People do people still watch music videos? Yeah. And I be feeling like 
I do, so yeah. yeah. I, like I don't really watch a lot of real TV. I only really watch YouTube. You know what yeah, saying? I'm not super big on sports. Uh, I don't really watch like a lot of TV. TV like I watch a lot of YouTube, so I watch like a lot of videos. I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch like a lot of like people just talk podcasts and shit like that. So, but yeah, I do feel like it's essential because uh, everything uh, visual uh, catch people's attention more. Even mm-hmm. with with just putting the music out right now, if you doing a vis- if you're gonna just put a song out, you got at least gotta have a visualize. People wanna see yeah. something moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just going off of data and statistics, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like it's essential uh to keep putting uh music videos out, but you also gotta uh be creative. Like don't just do the same thing. Like yeah. entertain the people. People wanna see entertainment. Plus it's kinda like a uh like a mini movie and sometimes, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So what are your plans for after releasing an album officially? Like, how are you going to go about marketing and promoting it? Uh, well, you know, we, we put our schedule together. We definitely finna start moving around. Uh, that's when we hit Atlanta. Uh, Got to hit Houston again. Just moving around. I like to move around. So, you know, uh, travel more, meet new people. Uh, and people out of town always be so receptive. You know what I'm saying? When right. They, when they meet us and they see us out grinding and hustling and, you know what I'm saying, really doing our thing, going to these different clubs, and going to these different studios and just making an impact. So uh, really just, just get to get the show back on the road, you know what I'm saying, to moving around again. So what you be doing in the meantime, in between time, when you're not recording, making or listening to beats, writing? Yeah, who is D-Brown outside of the music? Yeah, what you be on? Outside of the music, I'm a father. Uh entrepreneur you know uh, i'm heavy into real estate so anybody looking to sell a crib or buy a crib you could definitely uh hit me first yeah hit jonesy first hit me first hit me i don't even want to give people my number like there that for real. but yeah hit jonesy for sure for sure <laughs> you're interested in buying a crib for sure uh that, that's what we on right now we're into real estate uh i bought my first crib in 2016 mm-hmm. i bought like two more in 2020 and then like now like even then i just was buying crib because i was you know what i'm saying i just knew like just invest your bread into something whenever yeah. I had extra bread or whatever. But like then the market got crazy. We was just like, man, like niggas was making. I watched niggas down there run up. You know what I'm saying? Half a ticket mm-hmm. on real estate. So, uh, you know, but that's that's what I'm on right now. Real estate. Uh, I got a, a marketing company. Uh, Jones, you definitely. Hey. Uh, Key asset to me. You he know, helped come me. get all, come come yeah. get your shirts designed and yeah. printed, graphic design, exactly. logos, top quality. You know what I'm saying? Logos, Everything. flyers. Uh, Trying to get into producing podcasts. Like, so you were you were part of Crescendo. Yeah, yeah. I'm the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. All right. Yeah, yeah, Surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Surprise. Crescendo. I started Crescendo last year. We had the studio. I had two different locations last year. First one didn't work out. Then we got another one that didn't work out. So now I just want to buy buy a building. So that's what I'm on right now. I actually might have found a building too. I'm gonna put you on. Uh, put you on. Let you know what's going on, but uh, I just want to have my own building though, cause I do. I am a, a four twenty friendly motherfucker, so uh-huh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I feel like that's essential to have a, a recording studio. People love to smoke, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, just part of the vibe. So uh, that definitely hindered the business a little bit. We still made money. We we made a great run, but you know, I just want to be able to be in full control of what yeah. goes on. So, so crescendo. What is your long long term going with it? Uh, Where do you think you're gonna see it in, in a year from now? A year from now, uh, man, I, I really just want to be, like, the cornerstone for making everybody's shit look better. Like, mm-hmm. the studio is cool. I definitely got great engineers on my team. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, the marketing, I got the eye for how shit's supposed to look, like, design and shit. Like, yeah. that shirt, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie, bro. It really, really, it popped, like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, just design the shit, you know what I'm saying? Design the flyers, helping brands build. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work for, like, a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. JJ, shout out JJ, shout out to... Uh, 
all the the black owned businesses too that has been dealing with me. Uh, shout out to Kings Wings and things. Hey, shout out Uncle Pigs, man. Shout out to Uncle Pigs. He the was one legends. of the first. Yeah, he was one of the first that, that, that gave me a chance. I just pulled up on him because his uh his Facebook video had went viral or whatever. I just pulled up, let him know like that's dope what you're doing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He did he had a controversial post. Uh, but I'm like, I can show you how to really, really like market your shit. So he trusted my vision, and we started cooking up a bunch of different stuff. I redesigned their whole lobby and mm-hmm. everything. So shit like that. So when you say you redesigned, like you the one that did the branding and figuring it out and actually made the, the yeah. So I don't actually do graphic. I do a little graphic design, like, but I got a graphic design on the team. So okay. it's like I just go through. I'm like the. I'm the one that go through it, and, you know what I'm saying? I, I go lock in the client, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I, I go okay, through, I see you. what they need, yeah. and, you know what I'm saying, I put the play together, and then, you know what I'm saying, I have my people do their work, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I present it to the client, so. Uh, but I always had a vision of how we want to do it, you know what I'm saying? As I got uh, one of my real estate clients. Uh, I I just got him three deals today off of... Uh, <laughs> he he bought three cribs off of uh, I did his yard sign, designed him some yard signs or whatever. And like I said, we 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 really hustle, so we get out on the streets like you know what I'm saying, two three hundred yard signs, we putting them up everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we all also offer that service too for people who got the vision, they don't know how to or they don't want to get out there, get their brand out there. We, we have a street team that we have will a post team, your, yeah. you know, put your uh, flyers yeah. out. So shout out to my bro. He was able to lock up a three three career portfolio for like 180000 just based off uh, this lady seeing one of the signs that I designed for yeah. him or whatever. So, yeah, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? We helping people get money over here at Crescendo. And he only he ain't even pay that much for the logo. So y'all so y'all do the math. He cashed in 180 grand and he came and, and, and gave us a little, a little phone bill. Yeah, I was just having a conversation like, with my uh with my homie about like how to price yourself as a an artist, basically. Like how did you choose your feature price? Man, this now we're getting to the good stuff. This is shit I be talking about. <laughs> nah, for real though, because people don't understand, bro. As an artist, you are a business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your feature price is your price. Whatever, you, whatever you decide your value is. But at the end of the day, you got to realize that you a business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? People get mad at me all the time, and I'm gonna say this too for the right for the camera. If I don't feel disrespected when y'all ask me to do some shit for free, don't feel disrespected when I give you my price. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's the same shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, but my my feature price is just based off of it's just booking price. Everything just based off the money I invest. You know, I got songs with Kirk Cobain, uh, PZ from Detroit, Mo3, T-Rail, uh, who else? Uh, like I said, Chicken P. Big out of Milwaukee, uh, Project Pat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, these, uh, some of them came organic. I didn't pay for but I also have paid for features. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, I get both sides of the coin. So yeah. it's like, people are like, oh, man, how you trying? You local. DJs charge niggas to spin their records. Yeah. The club promoters charge niggas to get on stage. Goddamn graphic designers gonna charge. The photographers gonna charge. They yeah. all local too. So how can I come I can't get my bag? Yeah. I damn near invest more money than all these people do. So yeah. why am I not supposed to why am I not entitled to a return on my investment? Facts. So shit, yo, yo, your price, uh, your value is what you make it, you know what I'm saying? Based off what you put in or but it ain't about talent and nothing like that. It's just it's a business. I'm not gonna open a restaurant and, and get all the burgers away for free, get all the chicken away for free. So if I'm doing this shit as a business, you know what I'm saying, we really, really collecting checks, I'm not finna just be out here working for free. You and if you wanna buy followers, go buy somebody features so then you can have organic people from somebody else's fan base watch yeah, your music. Exactly. And even when you do go get those features, you know what I'm saying? The whole goal of getting a feature to me is to uh, leverage that person's uh they they they, they fan base. So yeah. uh, even which I still got work to do because it's still 
even with the Project Pat song, it's been out for a couple of years, but I always feel like if I target people in Memphis, especially his fan base, you know what I'm saying, I can always grow my fan base yeah. because I got a song with him and the song hard too. And Jonesy produced that as well. Hey. Shit, uh, so if a, if a bigger artist came to you and said, hey, I want uh, I want to feature you on a song, are you going to charge them? Like, what? what what's the it decision? Not, it ain't even always about the money, even even if it's not a a, a big artist. Like, everybody don't pay for features. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the value in what people got going on. So if you working like how I'm working, or you got some shit going on, like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always about money. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the price sometimes just be, so I don't waste my time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As well as I'm a creative, I could easily keep that verse for myself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, but... Whether it be a big artist or a small artist, this is artists I work with that you know uh, I won't charge them, but at the same time I see they invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. I know when I do the song with them, it's gonna come out. We gonna shoot the video for it. Mm-hmm. They gonna push it. They people gonna support it, and you know I'm gonna get some type of you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. some type, something from it. You know what I'm saying opposed to somebody who just want to do a song with me for their like, ego or just to let their homie listen to it or some shit like that. Yeah. You know so. Now when you when you were building crescendo, how did you choose your prices for that? Cause graphic design is totally different. Like, so what graphic design is like? First, I was like, you know, I'm just a businessman. So originally, I was uh, I was uh, just paying per order. I kind of got like a a, a wholesale pricing on on everything. But I just worked out a deal with with, with my graphic designer. Where you know, so I just pay him monthly. You know, what I'm saying he a bill mm-hmm. to me. You know what I'm saying? And he do whatever I need him to do all month. You know, what I'm saying so. Mm-hmm. I was able to leverage that that type of contract. And I could pretty much put my own value on, on my price. So. Yeah, that just reminded me. Let me go see if uh, if he did my what's the name. I think my I design. did see your name in the job form mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I just got the phone with him on my way here. I gotta definitely lock in more. So for show, for show, uh, if y'all need graphic design for y'all business or as, as a brand, y'all need logos for y'all podcast. We do like a lot of podcast logos and everything else, whatever. Come deal with us for show. We're gonna get you right as well as we're gonna do it in a, a reasonable amount of time. We ain't busting nobody here, but you're gonna look great though for sure. Yeah, come support a black owned business. Come support a black owned business. Black owned, black funded, black built, black occupied, black consumed. For sure. Okay. Black everything. Mm. All right, so our thing for season black two. Black t shirts. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> think for season two is uh healing through your inner child, right? So we wanted to tap in with you to see what is your story. What are things from your childhood that has followed you into your adulthood? Mm, I probably say like the the hustle. Like my first mixtape, I, I I dropped back in like twenty, or not my first one, like my second, like the first one that really got me recognition. Where I actually did everything the right way. That was mm-hmm. when like that piff and shit was popping. Was uh, it was called my struggle made my hustle. Mm-hmm. So uh, got that shit tatted too. But really just like shit, just struggling as a kid. A kid, I didn't really have like a lot of resources that everybody else had. Like my childhood was it was different. You know what I'm saying? I had to really, really get out here on get it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I always kept that mentality. Like I never really wait for no handout. I never, you know what I'm saying, wait for nobody to give me nothing or depend on nobody giving me nothing. So, you know, just going through that struggle, it kinda mm-hmm. like turned on my hustle. It was like, yo, you gotta go out here and get it. Yeah. Don't nobody owe you shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it stick with me. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of fucked up my state to hide sometimes because people be like, man, you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't never want to let nobody do nothing for you. Well, yeah. case may be, but it yeah. just be like, I'm just so used to people letting me down where it's like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'd rather just do it on my own. I, I hate getting gifts or receiving anything from anybody. Like, yeah. keep that shit, bro. I don't know what that come with. I don't care what you telling me what it come with. Keep yeah. that shit away from me. Because I, I hate when people do shit for you, too, and then they throw it in your face or Facts. shit like that, too. So, you know Facts. what I'm saying? It's like, what you even do it for? 
But you did an interview a couple years ago with Capone News. Mm -hmm. And in that interview, you said that you was homeless and you slept in the car when you was a kid. Is there anything from those times you feel like you carry with you still? Yeah, I mean, that's part of, like, my struggle made my hustle. You know what I'm saying? I definitely slept in the car before I slept in the garage. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mama, we had nowhere to go, so her her friend let us stay in the garage type shit. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, uh, but, uh, like I said, that's all part of, like, my struggle made my hustle. Right. How do you uh when you go back to that time when you were homeless? Did it feel like you were actually homeless, or you just knew like that was what was going on? Nah, at the, at the time you really didn't know. Yeah, I remember one time I had went to uh my cousin crib in Maryville for like the summer. We was at we was crib for like a week or two, so I came back to the crib. They come drop me off at the crib. My mama never went there no more. They got mm-hmm. evicted. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get in touch with nobody. They didn't know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever case may be. So I had to go back to their crib for like a few days so we was able to, you know what I'm saying, figure out, you know what I'm saying, what was going on or where yeah. everybody was at type shit or whatever. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, it wasn't really like a thing like that you just felt like as a, as a shorty. It's just like shit. I don't really know what's going on for real. Until yeah. you get older. When you get older, you get to reflecting on shit. You just facts. like, damn, that was crazy. Yeah, like, you facts. know what I'm saying? A lot of shit. <laughs> just, like, that shit was crazy. Facts. I asked that question for, for that same reason. Like, I know we was homeless when we was growing up, too, but it didn't feel like it during the time that that shit was actually happening. Like, my mama still just we was eating. We was straight. We had a, a, a roof. It just wasn't our roof over our exactly. head type shit. Mm. And then on top of that, too, like, I always appreciate, like, those times in my life because... One thing I did learn was how to survive in conditions that nobody else know how to survive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't live with no lights. I didn't live with no water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker yeah. did. You know what I'm saying? Had to heat up the house with the oven. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker did. Had to hire buckets. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm talking about, I remember getting buckets of ice just to flush the toilet. You know, bucket, mm-hmm. uh, scooping the snow. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Double that shit in the toilet. So, you know, like, shit like that taught me how to survive. Like, if everything shut down today, I know how to do a lot of shit a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't know how to do. So, Thanks. I appreciate those times. That's crazy, like, being homeless and not, like, knowing you're homeless. I've always had trouble comprehending that. I ain't never been homeless, so. Because it's like you currently in the moment of it happening and you still eating. Like, you see people outside that's really, really homeless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a different. It don't feel like it. you really felt what the fuck they probably feeling. Right. Type shit. It's definitely levels to, like, homelessness. But even still, like, that's why I do, like, a lot of give back. We just did a... Uh, a co-drive for the homeless men uh, at the uh, Brothers Keeper. Uh, Gary, shout out to my boy West at all costs. We did that uh, a couple weeks ago. Crazy, I got in. Co- I had a crazy ass day. I got in a accident that day. Went to go support my homie coaching at the game, whatever. And my whole day was fucked up, but at the same time, like, bro, we ain't, ain't finna stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we still pulled up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Senator Eddie Milton. He pulled up and gave away the coast with us or whatever. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? We moving. And then even uh, like a couple years ago, like I, just being in Chicago, like, you know what I'm saying? Taking food and shit out there to the homeless. I, I do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I understand that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even though I, that wasn't my aspect of being homeless, I still, you know what I'm saying? I, nice. I resonate with those people. So speak about your childhood and like just growing up with your parents. How were you raised? What was the discipline being taught in your household, household or did you even have it there? My childhood, really, my mama, I, I stayed with my mama off and on. My daddy wasn't really around. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I used to pass them in traffic sometimes. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, but as as far as a child, like, I I bounced from between my grandma crib and my granddad crib. Once I was old enough to really, like, when my mama shit was fucked up, I'm, well, I was with my mama. But then when I got to, like, a certain age, I'm like, boom, I could go spend that at my grand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back home. Mm-hmm. I went to my granddad <laughs> crib. I think I was probably like 12, 13. 
Like, you know, I was going over there, like, cutting grass and shit on the weekends or whatever yeah. the case may be. I wasn't going back home. So when it was an opportunity for me not to go back home, I never went back. I just stayed with my granddad. But with him, it was, like, different because it was, like, he older. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had a good job in the mill or whatever, but he, like, from the south. So yeah. it was, like, it was, like, bare minimal. But it was, like, it was cool. It was a, it was a guaranteed roof, and it was freedom, too. I could do, you know what I'm saying, whatever I want to do or whatever. He didn't really have too many rules. Just, like, if you be out too late, don't come back. Don't come to my house at all, Thanks. which was cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes you don't want to come home anyway. Yeah, but uh, but really, just you know, what I'm saying, just bouncing around for my granddad, my grandma. I love my grandma. That's my dog too. My grandma was like one of the first people that I probably could say like really put in my head about real estate because she owned cribs or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I watched her lose them to all the cribs, fucking with family, renting out the family, and all mm-hmm. type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, what I'm saying I learned even through her losses. You know what I'm saying? I, I just try to take a a, a, a lesson out of everything from mm-hmm. everybody around me. So. That's why I kind of like another reason I kind of got into real estate. Mm-hmm. That's crazy growing up with somebody like in that generation that owned real estate, like because that was unheard of. Facts. My grandma never yeah. had a job. Either. My grandma was a hustler. That's crazy. My grandma was a hustler. It's crazy because like when you get older and you don't really be knowing, like you, you a kid, you don't know shit. Then I get older and I find out my grandma was like my uncle was the man. My grandma, you know what I'm saying? That was her brother. She she had her own lane too, whatever. But she never had no job. She was awesome. Like I wish my grandma had money. Like <laughs> my niece now. My grandma bro. got no money now though. Man. <laughs> That's how I take care. That's my lady. My niece got it made, bro. I'm like, bro, if my grandma had money, bro, because like I was one of them kids. I ain't really go to day daycare. I was with my grandma. Yeah. But we in the crib watching the shows. If she ain't telling my grandpa, let's go somewhere. We ain't going no nowhere. Yeah. We ch- we kicking it in the crib. Man, my niece be coming to the grandma's house, going to the mall, going <laughs> so to Sky Zone. So she had money zone. now, but she didn't have it when you was young. No, I'm saying, no, grandma, like grandma. my grandma. Okay. Yeah, it would be her great-grandma. Oh, okay. But I'm I'll saying her grandma is my mom. Yeah. And they be driving. My grandma ain't drive. Like, hey, man, Josie just a little girl. I'm jealous as fuck. <laughs> I'm jealous of all them little, all my uh, nibblings. So it's, uh, you said earlier that you had your father. Yes. Uh, how many kids you got? I got one. How old is your? Uh, he about eighteen months. Eighteen, so it's yeah, fresh. Somebody out the got coach. on. Yeah, somebody got on me yesterday because I said eighteen months. I forgot what. I, I was had. just gonna do it, like bro. He won, bro. <laughs> nah, because you got to gauge between. Because like when a kid is like between one and two, it's a big, yeah, big difference. difference. Yeah, yeah, as far as like bro, but even still, bro, my son, he like super intelligent, bro. Mm-hmm. I just know, like man, this is this little boy. He gonna be. He gonna be something amazing. I ain't gonna lie. He's super intelligent, very, very smart. Yeah. Uh, very strong. I just get to show y'all some videos on my phone. Y'all be like, bro, what's this baby had to be here before, bro? This, this dude is crazy. How did you prepare yourself for fatherhood? I didn't. I, I had my first child at what thirty one. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I wasn't really, you know, what I'm saying I, I always, you know, what I'm saying I love kids. Like I yeah. got a lot of guy kids. You know, what I'm saying shout out to all my goddaughter. Shout out to my goddaughter Kenya. She hooping right now, man. She doing doing very very well. A lot of Indianapolis, man. Okay. She's gonna be a WNBA star. Um, but I, I got a lot of kids. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I always just feel like I wasn't ready. I just feel like kids are expensive, and just coming Thanks. from my childhood, yeah. I'm just like, man, I want to be able to. My kids never had to go through none of the shit I went through. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was always feel like I wasn't doing enough. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even in my best of times, like, nah, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. So, but what I had to learn is you'll never be ready. You'll never be ready. You'll never be ready. So, uh, so are you saying? With that being said, though, because that's my mindset. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be ready for kids ever. Then, because the shit how my bed kept looking. I'm not gonna have no fucking kids. So what you say you'll never be ready, like you tell does that mean like shit, just do it? Man, just do it. You'll figure it out. If you never had no motivation to figure it out before once you have a kid, you're gonna figure it the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't, but if you're a real one, you're gonna figure it out for sure. 
I keep hearing that, but it's just like, nah. It's just not enough for me. Nah, bro. That's not enough. I'm telling you. That's why why I go so hard. I already already was was going hard in in life, period. Like I said, I always said my struggle made my hustle. But, like, now I got a different type of hustle because, like, I got somebody else that that if if they can't depend on nobody else, they they, they can depend on me. That's tough because that that is a lot of people, what they say after they had their kid. Like, my kid pushed me harder to go harder. I'm like... Why do we need to bring some big ass responsibility for our, for us to already know that we should have a work ethic? <laughs> <laughs> but it it don't even be that though, and it, it just it's just it's beautiful things that you experience like just with a kid. Shit, like everything be different. Like you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying I drive different now if my son in the car. Yeah. Like everything, it's shit. It's places I would never thought I would even think about going. It's like. Yeah. I need to take my son to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Movies and shit. That I, didn't, I just watched this uh this movie the other day. It's probably been out for some years called Bag Ass. It's a cartoon movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit, it's, it's pretty dope. <laughs> I yeah, got you learning all yeah, the songs and shit. Yeah, yeah. You a Coco Melon dad? Nah, nah, we don't do the Coco Melon in my crib. I, I don't even know what none of these uh, <laughs> shows even sound like. Nah, nah, we don't do the Coco Melon in my crib. No Encanto? I don't know what that is. Neither. Moana? Moana, <laughs> he just naming all shit he done heard. Nah, my son like boss baby. Don't say he gonna be a real boss. Oh, okay, like, okay. Bro, I call a nigga right now. I say boss. He gonna boss baby. <laughs> you know the song. Soon as shit come on, we get the damn boss baby. Get the dance and the shit. Like that's his shit. Okay, so since you say you didn't have a father really in your life, how how did like not having a father did that scare you when you found out you were having a son? Right, you got a son. Oh yeah, I got yeah. a son, but like nah, I didn't scare me at all. Like my my daddy around, he just wasn't he wasn't really in my life when I was a shorty. So he's still around. Like I just gave him a car. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm I just gave him a charger uh, a few weeks ago. So he's still around. Like he did come back around. Like when I was older, like trying to make it up, be a dad or whatever. But it's just like ain't really shit I could do. I mean, you could do for me. Like at the time, my little sister was in college. I got uh, younger sister, younger brother. Both of them college graduates. Both of them got their master's degrees. But you know what I'm saying? When they was in college, like it then it was on me. I mm-hmm. never went to college. Never went to go to college. So I was. Like uh, you know, just trying to make sure they were straight. Are you the the oldest? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yeah. So uh, you know, so it definitely was like I, I had already been in the father role for a mm-hmm. while. So uh, but when he did come back around, I was always just saying like uh, you know, what I'm saying whatever you could. He was like, man, anything you need, like whatever you could do for her to take it off. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. take take that weight off my shoulder. Yeah. And that'd be cool. So it was like when she was in college, she help out a little here and there, or whatever. But uh, but now nah, when it came to being a being a father to my son, it wasn't really uh, it wasn't really it wasn't really no, of course, like I say, it was scary, of course, but I didn't feel like I couldn't do the job. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at like all the guy kids I got, shit. I took care of enough kids right now, shit. I'm gonna be straight. Kids gonna take care of me for sure when they get older. Yeah, I've been looking out for a long time. When you look, when you think about like what is a man, right? Your own definition. What did you look towards or for to figure that out for yourself without having that in the household with you? Um. I don't know. Like, my granddad was, like, he was definitely, like, the idea of a man for me, but it was, like, I couldn't get with everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I Like, my granddad, I watched him work every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got up every morning at 5 in the morning, go to the steel mill, get off around, like, 3 or 4, whatever case may be, whatever. So he definitely instilled that work ethic in me, as well as he, he showed me the value of money. So mm-hmm. uh, my granddaddy... Uh, like I say, I started off cutting grass and shit when I was a shorty. That's how I made money on the weekend or whatever, you know. Uh, he made me realize the value of money. Also, get out here and work for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I looked at as a man. But at the same time, I just couldn't work for nobody. I always had this entrepreneur mindset. Like, I don't really want to open. I don't, I don't care if I got to go open up a motherfucking hot dog cart downtown Chicago or whatever. Like, I just want to own my own shit. Like, I don't want to work for nobody for real. 
So do you think, because everything you didn't spoke on had to do a lot about money. What is what is D Brown that has nothing to do with music and money? Hey, hold on. When you used okay. to see your dad in traffic, like what did you? We, how did you used to, to like pass him? Like was it just a you know? Nah, I was a kid at the time. So he's like you being college around your that was your bitch ass daddy or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I knew what the college like knew what the you know the, the tail lights and shit look like. You know. That's funny. Yeah, as hell. my daddy would be right in the kitchen. I met. I I go visit his mama. His, so my grandma. Same with my yeah. If I go to my grandma, he was he was staying yeah. in the basement. Yeah, he'll be so. in the kitchen. And they ridicule me like you should get. You need to fix this relationship with your father. Mind you, I'm twelve. <laughs> you need to fix this with your father. He in the kitchen just letting them go off on me. And I'm just like. Yeah, now my, my dad definitely stayed with my grandma once upon a time. So I used to go that every long time I see him. And yeah. All the conversation was always weird, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I stayed at my grandma's house a lot. Like, my grandma, like, that's my dog for sure. So, like, she, she was the first person to really, like, let me, like, keep a car. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? My grandma used to have this uh, Ford Contour with the spinners on it. I used to be pulling up my hole with the spinners, with the AutoZone spinners <laughs> back in the day. That was, like, my eighth grade, ninth grade years, some shit like that. I'm pulling up with the AutoZone spinners on the, on the whip. But, shit, I was rolling, though. Shit. What the, how that conversation go with your, when your, when your dad tried to come back into your life now that you're older? How, how was that conversation? Did you ask him questions like, why weren't you there? Nah, uh, you know what? You know what's crazy, too? Uh... It never really was. It never really was that. But at the same time, me and my sister were just talking like this period. Like we don't really be knowing like our parents' stories. Like I don't know if mm-hmm. y'all been like really hit mm-hmm. those stories. Like what made you like what 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 made what what made your life take the route? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could have had a conversation with them like when you was a kid. But like yeah. I'm grown now. You grown like shit. Tell me, tell me your life story. Like yeah. a lot of times people don't really know their parents' life story. Yeah. Like how you, how where all you live? Like yeah. who are you dated or? Well, how how did you get to this point in your yeah. life? You know what I'm saying? Well, you done worked at or the friends you done had or whatever case may be or whatever. Or how did you get so close with these people or whatever case may be? So uh, I never had that conversation, but I, I, think, I think it's definitely healthy for people to definitely have a, a, a grown-up conversation with their parents, like not uh, child to parent, but like adult to adult. Like, you know, like tell me your life story. Yeah, I love to hear my dad's life story and my mom. What will stop you from asking them? Uh, uh, too much, too much shit to do. I ain't got time for that. Shit. Yeah, oh, you man. do got time. Nah, What's I mean, the word, Josie? Practical. Practical. Yeah, nah, you nah, can't do it. You got time. <laughs> nah, but for real though, for real though, uh, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to hearing like his life story. Same with my mama. Like I love to be able to just listen to them tell me like shit about their life. You know? All right, well, club culture giving you a challenge. I challenge you to have that conversation and learn that about your two parents. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's that. All right. I update you when I do that. Facts. I definitely want the update. Yeah, shit. we need that. I'm I'm trying to convince my cousin to do that with my uncle. He's scared too. I'm like, man, just have that conversation with him. Man, have that conversation because I was you, thinking well, about. I get your. You yeah, say you're not scared, yeah. but he like. I, nah, I'm, I'm actually curious. I I want to know because like you really really don't you really don't know like mm-hmm. what the shit they had to go through. So it's like I'm the type of person was like I don't really, I don't, I'm not a super judgmental person. Mm-hmm. I understand like shit happened like but like. How did you, you know what I'm saying, go down a path you went down in life? Yeah, how or? did you get to this point where now we homeless? Exactly. Yep, yeah, just so. ask, bro. Because, yeah. like, my pop's dad, and I, I, be, I still be thinking about this. Like, you know what? I'm actually ready to ask this thing of the questions I wanted to ask. Yeah. But, but you know what, though? I, I think my thing be, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is liars. I don't like people lying to me. Facts. And I can Facts. read people real good, too. So it's just like, don't lie to me. Like, yeah. you're going to lie to me, I'd rather not add. Like, I'm the type of person who, <laughs> like, if I feel like you're going to lie, like, I'd rather just not even ask you because I'm going to be pissed off that you're talking about intelligence that you think that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad y'all said that because, like, I kind of know my mom's story just, like, from, like, being around my whole life. But my dad, I don't really know his. Yeah. It's like I get bits, bits and pieces from, like, my 
aunts and like some of my uncles, but I never sat down and asked him. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of know, but just having that conversation, I think it'd be kind of Well, validate it. What yeah. you think you know? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I had that conversation, I think that's a bro. great conversation to have. Like, honestly, you got to think about it like this. When you got older in life, where well, I feel like everybody do, I know I definitely went through it where you got older, you start finding out shit about your, like, your older family members. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I would never Like, mm-hmm. your one auntie that you just thought was the sweetest thing ever, you find out she a hoe. Facts. Then you be like, damn, all your kids got <laughs> different daddies. It makes sense, though, when yeah. you figure out what they was doing, yeah, how, how like, shit is. That shit yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I found out stuff about my grandfather, and it kind of made sense afterwards. I was like, "Yeah, it sounded like some shit he did." Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it's damn to be like a rabbit hole too, because sometimes you find out some shit you didn't want to know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I tricky. I did find some, but that's a whole nother. I didn't find some shit too, but yeah. it's like, but now, now I ain't gonna lie, I do want to have a conversation about it though. You know what I'm saying? My I want to know. Ba- both my grandfathers passed away, but the one, my father's father is who I'm referring to, and I like I learned a lot about him, like. That's outside of what I knew from him telling me as a kid, like mm. stuff he left out, like yeah, other shit. And I was like, and, damn. And it makes sense because you got to think about it like this. How how many years you've been living on your life, you done been through so many different changes in uh, your personality. So it's like, I don't hold people accountable because it's like, yeah. but right. I, I, I evolve as a person every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to be a better person. So yeah. like, I'm not holding you accountable to your past, but yeah, I, I would like to know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like to know your story, so. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that you can't have that conversation, but just in general, though, with family members, like, you know, you can't, you know, I, I would like to know, and I'm not trying to pass judgment. Like that. I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, right. I no, that shit matters. You better. You know Your kids saying? need to know what, where you come from or where you came from so they can understand why are, you, why are you teaching me this or why are you like this when you upset? Your mm-hmm. daddy probably was molested as a child. You fucking don't know that. But whenever some, some gay shit happened, he get real triggered because he was molested by a man yeah, or some you never shit. know. Facts. Yeah. <clears throat> now shit, I I learned a bunch. Of, I got like I'm the oldest of all my dad's kids, and he got like nine of them. Well, damn. So uh, two of he a real fucker. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm the oldest, and one of my um sisters from another mom that he, his baby mamas she telling me shit that they grew up with, and they thought we had it better off than they did because he was more in our lives than than them. And I'm like, no, we did it. And so, like, they just growing up thinking we just in this fairy tale while they ass got it real bad and shit. And they yeah. probably resentful as hell. It, it, like it kind of was like that until we got to all really know each other. That's why those conversations are important because you, you really don't know. Like, people be on the outside looking in. Like, that's another thing, too, yeah. like that you said. Like, sometimes people be thinking like that they got the short end of the stick. But honestly, you never, you never knew that. Them not being around you was Save your blessing. Your yeah, exactly. yeah, it could be anything like that. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna go have to call my daddy, uh, my daddy other I don't know what to call them. I don't yeah. I don't like the term stepbrother. Stepbrother? But yeah, his other his other kids is not his kids. Uh-huh. Cause I kinda wanna know what was going on. I used to always have this thing where it's like, man, he down there spending all that money on them. Yeah. They got it better than me. This yeah. nigga don't be sending shit. He he probably could have been broke down there with them yeah. niggas too. Cause my daddy was I not at the crib was. for us. He was there yeah. for my mama. So <laughs> I, I had that conversation with my older brother because he he believes like my dad like actually lived with me for a long time. Like my dad only lived with me for like a year of my life. Mm-hmm. I was a baby, and after that, he didn't go around. We, we was just the same. Like we went through the same shit, gang. So let's let's be friends. So now that you, we, we, all right, we, we touched a, a little bit on your, your upbringing. And now let's talk about, like, you, D. Brown, today. What would your younger self say to you today? 
It's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. That's what your younger self would say to you? Oh, you said my younger yeah, self? Yeah, your younger self. Oh. I was going like to say, your younger you self was, was able to see you today. Nah. What would they say to you? Damn, you you doing this shit. Okay. You doing this shit. And you would say to your younger self that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Facts. Facts. I fuck my, with that. My younger self will roast the fuck out of me. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> I feel like as a as a shorty, bro, I, I needed a nigga like like me, like because like I take the kids, like I was always like like I say, just not really having like nobody really around like that. So yeah. of course I grew up on the block with like all the older niggas, and they you know what I'm saying. I'm rapping for the niggas. Um, I was at a basketball, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. You know what I'm saying, doing whatever they ask me to do. I ain't run to the store, do to do that. Uh, but like I say, even with them, I watched a lot of niggas get money on my grandma block. Tent the biggest legendary block block in my hood. But I watched what everybody was doing wrong. So like I say, I seen a lot of niggas get money, but I seen a lot of niggas not have money today. Mm-hmm. Niggas I watch the big cars, everything, whatever. And I was always I took to that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just growing up without whatever. But as I got older, like you know what I'm saying, I realized what niggas wasn't doing right was investing their money and shit the right way. So yeah. you know. So uh, before, <clears throat> real estate, investing your money. When did you start uh, getting into real estate? Uh, like I said, I bought my first crib in 2016. But like, like actually taking real estate like super serious, it's been uh, I probably said like the last like yeah, I really been locked in. I helped my guy develop a uh, a real estate course, a mentorship, whatever. Mm-hmm. We went down to Invest Fest. We was getting ready for Invest Fest. Shout out to Ernie Leisure. Uh, we went down to Invest Fest. Wall Street Trapper, Steve Harvey. Uh, DJ Envy, Rick Ross, Dame Dash. I'm watching all these people speak. And, uh, you know, I met a lot of dope people out there. Yeah. Uh, it was just a great time, bro. It was like a big-ass pop-up shop all all weekend, as well as it was some great speaking engagements or whatever. But uh, just helping him develop that real estate course uh, on behalf of Crescendo because mm-hmm. I was doing the marketing shit. And, you know, he reached out, like, okay, I need to do the X, Y, Z, whatever. So it went for me designing stuff for him to uh, actually uh, – I helping him uh, build that course in the mentorship or whatever. In the process, I was learning so much because, like I said, I had already bought properties just off of, you know what I'm saying, owning some shit. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Let me tuck this to the side, you know what I'm saying? But uh, building that course with him, I learned so much about uh, investing, uh, how to get uh, funding, to stop using my own money because I was using my own money, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You end up 30, 40, 50, 50 bands down out your yeah. own pocket, but I learned the easier way. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. We're trying to teach people how to invest in real estate, especially our people, how to invest in real estate, whether you got a lot of money or a little bit of money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's always a way to invest. It's, it's different realms of real estate. So. so you can teach me how to get funding for my house? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. I need to have a conversation too then. Yeah, deal with me. I'm, I, I do this shit for real. Like, niggas be talking that real estate shit like, nah, like, we really, I, I just, I've been doing real estate shit all day before I got here, so. Yeah, we all here. I got to go have a meeting with uh, Cal Allen, the commissioner. Shout out to Cal Allen. It's my dog, uh, uh, Lake County commissioner. But, uh. T, you ain't want to use us to print your t-shirts. Let me bro, tell her. I print my t-shirts myself. Nah, Let me I ain't tell gonna lie. Her. Not nah, to be bro. all in your business, but I see you got some shit going on. What you mean? Yeah, the dope. I said, damn, she, you out Oh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm so, man. Yeah, you so sufficient. I ain't new, nah, so she, true to like this. You remind me of my little cousin, too. I want her to meet you, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all remember, but she just ain't got the drive, the motivation, man. Uh, and she literally just pulled up on me and said, for she went back to Minnesota. But y'all remind me so much of like, whatever. But I love her for her to get with somebody like you because she's super talented. She's super creative, but 
She just ain't got no drive. So I be yeah. trying to get on or whatever. But I like I like what you got going on. I see that you 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 own it. Like you. Thank you. Yeah, I ain't want to. I don't no, really be no, plugged. No, no, no. What? What no, the fuck you gotta no, say, G? No, she ain't want to get us to print the shirts, right? I'm like, all right, cool. To print the shirts or to do the whatever. Right? It was to print the the table runner. Well, we could have printed the shirts too. Bro, not, no, shirt. I don't trust you to do shirts at all. Exactly, but this is my point. She's like, no. She ain't gonna ask Crescendo to print the shirts. Bro, she I gonna ask print me to print the shirts. Because I'm like, you, this is Josie outside of Crescendo yeah. that I'm asking, not like, Josie no, with Crescendo. No, Dude, so Josie outside of Crescendo. No, he was here with us. We was prepping for a vendor event, and yeah. I was whipping up some shirts for the team to wear real right. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told him, all right, can you do this real quick? He's like, I ain't good at it. I'm like, I'm going to teach you real quick. I taught him. This nigga burning shit back oh there. I told her. <laughs> I told her. I'm like, I am not good at this. I am going to fuck this up. Nah, we we definitely uh like I say that that's one of the joints. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Is I like that. Thank Let's you, watch bro. the damn podcast. Yeah. I I told him next time we gonna come to y'all for like I needed something quick. Yeah, I, I get. I know how it goes sometimes. Shit, I didn't have to cook up some shit in the moment. You know what I'm saying? But I'm it's, a good, it's, a good thing, it's a good thing that you know though to go to the event and have some uh, your yeah. own shit on. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have your own shit. Branding is very very important for people who don't know. Like as a as a brand or even as an artist, when y'all go to these shows or these event pop up shops, or whatever, and you ain't got nothing to get to the people, you ain't got no merch, you ain't got no flyer at least to leave with the people for them to follow you or wristband or something. You gotta have something. You know they gonna saying? get in the car and listen to little baby. Yeah, they ain't yeah. gonna. It ain't they gonna forget about you as soon as they leave. I have something to get to the people. Yeah, my uh, I ain't plug myself while y'all was talking because it ain't my time. But I'm a graphic designer. That's my thing outside of podcast. Bet y'all want to check your shit out. Yeah, Brandon is like my focus. That's what I'm really big into is Brandon. Same. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> Where did you uh, get your background in marketing? It just like just self taught, just going through life, or you music, went to school? Yeah, just music, music, just just uh, just always studying like. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just uh, a nigga that like aesthetic. That I like shit to look good. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but just music. I learned so much uh, marketing and music. And then uh, when I opened the studio, I just felt like marketing kind of, because people always be trying to ask me how to do X, Y, Z. Like they be wanting the game on how I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, so I'm like, shit, I'm just offered as a service. And yeah. then once I decided to offer it as a service, you know, I had to uh, learn more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, shit just started coming to me. Uh, plugs start coming to me as far as, uh, like wholesale and uh, just just locking in like dope contracts. And yeah, everything just started falling to my lap. So it was like I, I had to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit. I want to uh, leave real quick and do and talk about this one particular thing that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was talking over chopping up with my cousin. And he's a, he's a dude. So I had asked him like, who who taught you how to talk to women? Do <clears throat> do, you, do you know that that's his pronoun? Did you just yes. assume his gender? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I call him here too. I ain't with that gay shit. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm just making sure we don't assume genders here. <laughs> yes, uh, so I asked him, you know, who put you on the game with how to speak to women or just to get to know the other sex, right? And he said, shit, nobody really. I had men in my life, but nobody, shit. If anything, you taught me how to talk to women. So I want to ask you. I got a funny story. Without having, you you had your, your grandfather be that male figure in your life, but like who Definitely taught you how to... Talk to women. What is your perspective <laughs> of the opposite sex? All of that. <sighs> That's a tricky question. Ain't nobody never asked me no shit like that. And honestly, I probably ain't got the answer for you. Like, okay, I just really like just kind of figured out. Ain't nobody really gave me the game on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just had to learn it by just talking. Yeah, just learn, just figure it out. Like you know what I'm saying? Just becoming more in tune with yourself. Like even with with me today. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 
don't, I don't like to play with women. I don't, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a lot of time to play with women. I understand women are very, very emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I don't even try to waste chicks' time. Like, for real, for real. Where that come from? Women are very emotional creatures. Is it because you truly believe <laughs> that or that's just something that sounds good? Nah, this is what I learned over time was the trial and error. So y'all, so men aren't aren't emotional. No, men are emotional as well. So yeah. uh, what's the difference when you say women, women are very emotional, but men are emotional? I feel like that means like y'all lead with emotion versus men should lead with logic. Okay. Like if two plus know. two don't equal four, we ain't really fucking with it. But with more women, it's like I feel like this is how it should be. So okay. this is how it's gonna be. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just really just. I ain't gonna lie, it, it's different ways. It, it varies because women, like, I also say women are definitely, uh, I would say, uh, average on the average are more intelligent than men. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like they're Thanks. more emotional. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you said, because Jonesy said, basically y'all have more logical uh, should methods with making decisions, right? Should. So that would be, so you saying that, okay, should, should. It's a lot of dumbass niggas out so, there. So explain to me, like, we didn't have fifty uh look, forty-six presidents by now. Mm-hmm. All of them has been men. Mm-hmm. And we know what's ha- what has happened in history, like mm-hmm. all the shit that's had happened. Mm-hmm. Do you think something would be different if a woman was to lead something? Uh I mean, I feel like we had fifty some presidents, but we also only had one black one. So, you know, the fifty the the I mean the forty some presidents that we had. Yeah. Uh they they weren't black. They weren't black men. So, but also I feel like women. I feel like women are great. Like I feel like women are great leaders. I like to keep women around me because mm-hmm. women are very very intuitive. Uh, they let you know everything that's going on. They pay attention to shit. Resourceful women, as hell. Resourceful and women test niggas' characters. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like women with a woman around the room. Like you know what I'm saying. Niggas fold to women all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know they get out of character for women. So mm-hmm. it's always good to just have women around. Like and, and women are just more organized. You know what I'm saying. They helpful, like like you said, they resourceful. So I, I I love women. Like women definitely uh are key to winning. Like you ain't got no woman on, on your team or women on your team. Like you definitely uh you you missing something. You know yeah. What I'm Think uh reflect on the young D Brown growing up. <clears throat> well, you said you didn't have really had that that male guidance when figuring out the opposite sex. So you know how music our rap our music is rap music and how it views women and talks about them. Did it, that in any way influence your mindset when trying to figure out your thing with dealing with women? Honestly, I never, I never really thought that much. It, it, it may have. I mm. never, I never thought that much into it. I do. One thing I can say, like when it comes to music, uh, definitely the things that you listen to, they definitely uh, influence like your your mind frame for, mm-hmm. on, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, even in the aspect of like uh like R and B like nineties R and B, I ain't gonna lie, this shit sound crazy as hell, but I feel like majority of women who like listen to nineties R and B music, like all the little songs, they have some of the best vagina ever. <laughs> like they just like love, love. So it's just like I don't know what it is about it, but it's just yeah. like, like old school music, like I don't know, it just be it, it be crazy. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, some chicks like they like to fuck the trap music. All that should be cool too. But the women who uh, listen to like the old school love music, yeah, like they bro, got the best pussy, man. Okay, that's all. That's all new, Josie. You think it's so? Different. That R&B coochie? 
That R&B coochie <laughs> that is 90s fire. R&B coochie, that nineties R and B coochie is fire. R and B coochie good too. Like uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My fucker like the scissor and the okay. you know what I'm I love Summer Walker, the toxic ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to fuck the trap music though. Love, it's weird. Like it. we could ride around bumping R and B shit, but I'm definitely when when we get up in the crib, it's Trapaholics mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the week, <laughs> Where'd you find this? <laughs> Damn, Jonesy, where'd you find where'd this? Where'd you find this? Like yeah, That's bro. sick as hell. <laughs> <laughs> what if she come? Yo ass, you go to her crib and she already got that shit on. Then that that's I mean that's cool. I I ain't against it. <laughs> she got jerk dirt playing in the background. You gonna fuck the jerk at her crib or you gonna look at her differently? Oh, you said fuck to dirt. Yeah, like she got that trap shit on. Oh, we we in there. <laughs> you better let them switches fast. Like yeah, we definitely in there. So what? A woman with he bad gonna come feet just like that. She like damn man. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga had a switch. <laughs> this nigga had a switch. God damn. So y'all said earlier, a woman with bad feet a turn off, but a nigga, a woman bumping trap music to to fuck you is is ladylike. I mean, I ain't looking for you to be ladylike in this moment. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that's that's one place you don't you ain't really looking for a woman to be ladylike. Yeah, no, don't be ladylike, bro. <laughs> Hell no. They leave that shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't like no cute dick sucker. No, bro. Like we ain't doing that. <laughs> All right, calm down, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to drop some gems before we leave up out of there? Something we like to do is drop gems. So, something uh, you want to leave us with? Man, uh, invest y'all money. Uh, keep loving on y'all people. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing promised. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no day promise. We living in crazy times. Uh, take care of these kids for sure, man. Every day, try to make somebody feel good. You know what I'm saying? I don't get. I don't care if you get the dough for somebody. Uh, you in the drive-through line. You got some little extra bread. Take care of the people. Cop behind you. Anything. Just look out for somebody. Be there for somebody. When they call on you, they need you. Just be there for them. Right. You, get, you, get, you get it back I'll in return. Be there. We appreciate you coming on the, on the pod, man. Make sure you you share when it's dropped. Let, let get your, put your peoples onto the pod. I appreciate it. What size shirt you are? You a medium? Yeah. I'm gonna get you a shirt. Yeah. Make sure hey, we could share clothes. We could share clothes, not shoes. Though. You, your you, feet too big. You got some fresh shit. Some fresh. You got some Javinci. Nah, I don't wear a designer. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? Are you want to know? Nah, I want to. I, I get flea with my own. I don't need that. That's shit what we on too. All twenty twenty three. Uh, we. I'm really only just trying to wear like my own shit. My people shit. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Rodney Rasaka Wealth. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I only have on our shit right now. He got on the for the real only joint. I had on some of my shit early, but I, I changed clothes to come here though. So I've been doing real estate shit all day. So. Yeah, we're going to talk after we turn these cameras off. For sure, for sure. But if you are on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. And if you are on your favorite streaming platform, thank you for tuning in and leave us a rating. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You uh, real know what quick, I'm real quick, before we get up out of here, follow me everywhere at Saint Hustle New Money uh, on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Big Hustle for Real. Uh, goddamn, just Google Saint Hustle New Money. Uh, the website should pop up. Find the website. You're going to find everything you need to know. Fuck with us. Yeah, check the descriptions for all that. Free all the guys. Just watch the damn podcast.